Hello everybody, this is the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Burn Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans who uh, uh, like to give our candid views on Value Line's weekly stock picks. We've been doing this for about 25 years, and now you're in on it. Uh, you've seen our faces on TV, you've seen us quoted in the newspaper, but our bosses would never allow us to give our candid views. So we've taken on secret identities, gone underground, and uh, provide this as a public service. Uh, and a couple disclosures, it's for entertainment purposes only, even if it's oftentimes not that entertaining, uh, and we never know in advance, of course. And we may own many of these stocks. I try to own as many as possible. <laughs> Vern owns a lot. Actually, consumption of alcoholic beverages is often involved. Yeah, we may be drinking. So it's the same advice we give our institutional clients, except here we may, in fact, have been drinking, and it is for entertainment purposes only. Uh, check out further disclosures at our website, www.thevalueguys.com. We've got about a year and a half of shows indexed by ticker. And you go there, you can see what our disguises actually look like. That's right. There's some hints there about our secret identities. Uh, but we've got a lot of ideas there indexed by ticker. Go there and, uh, you know, maybe there's some good ideas for you. This week, we're going to be talking about the April 27th, 2007th edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. I'm going to be on at the back half of the show talking about Lincoln Electric, Mueller Water, which is a brand new spin out. No one's ever even heard of it. In fact, when I first talked to the company, they didn't yet have a, an address, which is pretty cool. Barnes Group, I've talked about before, and Crane Company. But first, with uh, very little. Make, don't they hmm? make bathroom fixtures? They may. Let's get to that later. That's just something to stick around to find out. Yeah, uh, but before we get to all that excitement, first, with very little fanfare, uh, I'd like to introduce my colleague, who we're in person this week. We've been doing a couple remote shows the last few weeks. Uh, Vern Value. They can, they can probably tell by yeah. the sound quality. What is your middle name, Vern? Again. I don't know that I know. Vern Value, VV. I mean, do you, what's your, uh, do you have a middle initial? I'd rather not reveal okay. it. It may. That could be too well, much information. Initial. Okay, initial. I'll, I'll give the initial. Okay. T. <laughs> okay. Wow. That's exciting. But that, I'm not going any further. Okay. Who, who, at, who at would expect you to? For revealing my identity. I don't blame my you. My first stock is Regal Beloit Corp. Symbol is RBC. Are you entertained yet? I'm amazingly entertained. I'm I used to, I covered this for a little while, actually. <laughs> Value line rates us four. They just, I guess, well, lowered 316. So I guess quite recently they lowered their rating on it. Because it went up for a little while. So oh, they, it's been uh, a champ. The stock's outperformed for three years in a row, but has been a loser so far this year. And I guess the debate now is whether it's rolling over cyclically and you're in for an extended period of underperformance or or not now i've got a theme here but uh i'll take a quick look at statistics here first just for context stock recently a little over 44 dollars about 12 and a half times earnings about a 35 percent discount to the market so being priced like these are unsustainable levels of earnings and cash flow nine times cash flow at the value lines gross cash flow number for this year is 520 so about nine times that number only about a dollar of capital spending apparently required so you got about 11 times free cash flow um, i forget what they do actually price to sales about 0.85 that's a statistic we love to see under one we do um, not a lot of leverage 30 percent debt to cap and um if i 
look at uh, an enterprise value of about $1.7 billion, take the equity market cap that Value Line shows, $1.4, and add the total debt, so $1.7 billion, divided by the operating margin times the sales number for 2007, folks. That's about $250 million. I'm under seven times enterprise value to EBITDA. Uh, so it looks like a reasonably It's a cheap stock, stock, no question. Yeah. Uh, what's my thesis? My thesis is, because the interesting thing to me was, I'm reading the description of it that Value Line's using, and they say they make mechanical and electrical products. So I, I don't Which know... Which is if, everything. I don't know if it's in that order or not. They Mostly mechanical or most electrical, but interesting that mechanical... Usually when people list things, they tend to list them alphabetically. Do they? But mechanical came first. It must be the most important. Let's see. Well, they it gets described first. The mechanical group makes gear drives for material handling systems, transmissions, manual valve actuators, et cetera, et cetera. And then the other piece of the company is the electrical group, which apparently was uh, built on an acquisition in 97, according to the description, and they make motors and generators. And it doesn't get near as much description. So They must have giant market shares or I'm something. I'm thinking the mechanical group is still the biggest part of the business. But happily, this is one of these few value line reports I've seen where they've got a um, breakdown of the business. Yeah, right. It's nice. Down at the bottom. And I wish they'd do this more often, especially on businesses where it's not too complicated. There's only two groups here. It takes only a tiny amount of space. And the point of this, all of this, is the mechanical group is like 12% of sales. Yeah. The electrical group is what this business is all about. Now, I, maybe they've gotten some inflation from copper prices. Maybe that's uh, added to uh, the uh, added to the top line. But their operating margins have been rising recently, which argues against it simply being driven by passing through costs, because that usually hurts margins. Uh, or they're executing better than that, or they bring something value-added to market that companies want to pay for. And Something's they'll... going on. Uh, anyway, they and they just entered the Chinese market, as mentioned here in the description. So my thesis cost here is that society is actually mirroring this, or I guess Regal Beloit would be mirroring what's happening in society. A uh, my steady migration, perhaps accelerated by rising awareness of uh, global warming and the threat of climate change, etc., that would... Uh, tran uh, push people to transfer uh, applications from mechanical power to electrical power. Think about you know hybrid drive cars as an example of that. But um, you know put a motor on right next to anything that needs to turn instead of using a mechanical linkage to well I know they've just a single power source and then transfer. They've that just power recently been doing this on aircraft, despite the fact that the military has been doing wire. this for about thirty years. Exactly. It's coming to industry now. So I don't know what uh, markets this company serves or anything, but uh, looks pretty cheap. Looks like a reasonably high quality return on capital uh, in the low teens back where it was uh, last cycle. Their operating margins are mid-teens. Um, officers and directors own more than 5% of the business. Anyway, check it out. Regal Beloit RBC. Okay, number two for me, Ingersoll Rand, <clears throat> symbol IR. Value line rates this one for also. But they lowered the rating on this one earlier, December 1st. That hasn't worked Vern, out as excuse well. excuse me, can I? You yeah. seem a little keyed up this morning. Is something going on today? No. It's very early in the morning. For me and, to uh, be talking this fast? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> We've had a lot of coffee. I, I just... Yeah, uh, I've got more here right now. Yeah. So, And we're, we're outside today, which is a rare treat. And I don't want to get into all the circumstances that led to that. But anyway, relax a little bit. Be entertained. You know, this Ingersoll is entertaining. I, this is an entertaining... Ingersoll Rand. Ingersoll it's exciting. Rand. Entertaining. 
I I, 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 what does that Ingersoll rant? These are two guys' names, I guess. I don't Ingersoll know, but I know Rand. that in the in the sh- in the movie being there, yeah, the uh, the guy who helped make uh, uh, Peter Sellers the president's name was Rand, the Rand Corporation. So maybe that was an homage Rand to Ingersoll Rand. This. At one time, how many Rand maybe. families were, were there? I don't know. This anyway, stock recently I, under 45 also. So almost exactly the same level as Regal Beloit. Yeah. 13 times earnings instead of 12 and a half. But a lot of these look the same. I was fishing in this, this is very, category very as well. Uh, but instead of this one outperforming consistently for the last three years and looking like it's rolling over, this one's been kind of performing in line for... Hmm. Three, four, five, six to seven years or something like that. I mean, recently it had been under some pressure, I guess, and has started to recover. Uh, but it's been a, you know, sort of steady eddy stock. And the thing that stuck me, uh, struck me, stuck me, struck me? I don't know. They're both they, good. They put, up this, <laughs> they put up this matching the market performance while their earnings multiple was collapsing from 20 in 2002 to around 12 or 13 times where it is now. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they they've had to they've benefited from some uh, transformation that's you know transformed what willinger people are willing to pay. In fact, they're paying less and less for it. I guess thinking that the earnings growth has all been cyclically driven. It's around it's about eleven times sales or one point one times sales, I should say, ten times cash flow, twelve times free cash flow. So it has uh, valuation statistics very similar to Regal Beloit, maybe a little more expensive. Did, did they used to have a defense business that's no, kind of faded no, away? I don't think so, but there's been apparently a lot of uh, in and out going on because Value Line has as much space in their description devoted to all the divestitures and acquisitions they've done in recent years mm. as they do to what the description yeah. of the company is. So, so you got to think of these kind of management teams like portfolio managers well, and, the return on capital and judge them on that metric, well, return, on return on capital. Return on been was you know, 11 to 12%, 98 to 2,000, mm-hmm. recently above 17%. Yeah, so that's, so that's good like work for they've somebody. They've done good work, but the multiple's down, so there's not hmm. a lot priced into it. I calculate... A nine times enterprise value to EBITDA multiple, so not as cheap as Regal Beloit that way. But part of the story here is that they recently apparently are selling, sold. Anyway, they got a piece of the company with less than a billion in revenue that they sold for $1.3 billion to Volvo. And it's not been taken out of the value line numbers yet. So I guess the earnings multiple is going to change, but they got 1.6 times revenue for a business that is apparently involved in asphalt paving, road paving machinery. The whole company is valued at 1.1 times revenue. Hmm. So I don't know if so that So they're means, focusing a little bit here. Well, yeah, and I, I, I think it's a, probably a measure of... Uh, because I, I think some of these other businesses, I think, are pretty good. Um, Conglomerates, you know, in the 60s, everyone thought they were great because of the new... Uh, modern portfolio theory that said diversification reduces risk and that's extremely valuable. And so there were big conglomerates and this was one of them. And then of course 20 years later, uh, 30 years later, it became clear that well wait a minute, if you have a big conglomerate the smartest guys are not in any of the businesses, they're trying to be the portfolio managers and so the businesses become lackluster 
So in order to create so incentives, that? you got to break these things up, and that's what these guys should probably well, do. Well, and that's the, the, the that's the that's the thesis here is yeah. that um, private equity breaks up. Right. Angers I mean, we have right. we have an agent of change in the equity markets today that we didn't have. Yeah. Uh, the last time around. So there's going to be some discipline enforced. I mean, if if this 1.6 times revenue is a measure of how much the whole thing is worth, mm -hmm. um, it, the market will get around to taking care of that eventually, I would Yes, think. sir. Anyway, so third one, Stanley Works, symbol SWK. I wrote down iconic brand here. This one, 14 and a half times earnings, a 25% discount to the market. But this stock's been kind of going sideways to slightly down for three years. But Looks like maybe it's getting ready to turn. I, you know, I don't know, but I, I figure it's cheap on, you know, concern about housing, right? Stanley Works hardware, but consumer products is just a third of 2006 sales. Industrial 45 percent, security 22. I think their consumer business has been hit for 10 years by cheap Chinese imports that took the low end of the market and well and here's what hurt been, their volumes and here's what's been going on their their uh, <laughs> operating margins were 11 12 percent 97 to 99 so a good market at the end of the 90s they were earning mm -hmm. around 12 percent on average and starting in 2000 15 to 16 percent where they are hmm. right now and they've been sustaining this for several years return on capital and it bounced between 14 and 20 percent in the old days. Bottomed at 12 and a half. It's up to 15. Well, they now. took some flat sales years to kind of rejigger well, yeah, their business and, mix and back react then. To exactly what you were just describing, the yeah. assault, uh, the uh, assault of competition, of low price commodity products. So, and I think that's what's happened here is that they're repositioning the company, making it more of an industrial business. A value lines uh, analyst writes here about their decision to recently. Uh, uh, to recently reorganize the business, and uh, but they're you know they're making acquisitions, and I think they're steadily shifting the portfolio away from these traditional, uh, more commodity-oriented businesses that really relied on the brand, while leveraging the brand in other you know markets where they can compete better. Mm -hmm. uh, about eight times enterprise value EBITDA, but this is with the residential business under pressure. Ten times cash flow, eleven and a half times free cash flow, one times revenue. It looks pretty cheap. Check it out, SWK. I think you know, really, you could buy all three of these. They're in different ways, um, themes of the same thing. The markets, uh, the market doesn't have a lot of conviction that uh, that you know, recent earnings levels for these industrial stocks are sustainable. But I mean, what's wrong with the economy? Nothing. Right. Nothing's wrong with it. So anyway, with that, I will turn it over to my uh, uh, my peerless prognosticating pal. Is that Val on the Hughes. fly? Because that's damn <laughs> that impressive and accurate as well. So, uh, a toast to uh, to mm. ourselves. How about yeah, that for doing break. this show? Because it's awfully damn early morning. Okay. Uh, this week, um, you know, big machinery and, you know, lots of metal stuff. Yeah, big stuff. industrial week. And then securities brokerage industry, we've covered some of that ground before. Um, E-commerce, you know, I looked through there. Valuations don't look too too interesting. So, you know, we're in this big machinery, and there's kind of a macro call here, which seems to be that the markets seem to think that the economy is going to, you know, drift off here at any moment. And um, oftentimes the good bet is to bet with the probabilities of you know, what's next quarter's GDP growth going to be? And I've said this before, but since 
Ronald Reagan lowered marginal tax rates from 70% down to 35%. You've had 96% of the months are positive GDP and 4% negative. We all wait around for the negative and fear it. Um, and so some of these stocks right now, I think, are reflecting that sort of, you know, bet by the pundits that that's about to happen. And yet I see some of the economic data coming out. And it's all good. Employment records, unemployment record lows, uh, consistency of GDP. The only thing that's lagging, and the pundits quote this, is employment growth. And one of the reasons is is that uh, we're at record low unemployment. So it's kind of hard to grow from that level. We're already we're you know been below a level that a few years ago the genius economists thought was unsustainable. And you've also had the pull of um, you know, competitive professionals from India and other nations, China, Hong Kong, etc. And so, uh, you know, you strip away those effects and the economy's humming along pretty well. In fact, if you line up the top industrial economies in the world, the U.S. is the biggest and it's also uh, growing the fastest, which is a pretty amazing uh, double uh, whammy there. So we're very strong here. And um, the companies we've been talking about, even if you do get a little bit of a weak time, oftentimes with their strong balance sheets, um, competitors become a little bit uh, in trouble and they can buy good businesses and good brands at very competitive prices and cut costs. So uh, some of these things, you know, it's win-win when All you can the buy them I right. All about had pretty uh, strong-looking balance sheets. Yeah. So anyway, with that as a little backdrop, um, let me get into it a little bit. Lincoln Electric. Page 1354, LECO is the ticker. I think I have talked about this before. Um, Lincoln produces a comprehensive line of welding and cutting products manufactured in one of three company-owned facilities in the U.S., but they have 19 abroad. So this is one of those old-line American manufacturers that didn't uh, circle the wagons. They decided to send guys overseas. And so their cost structure is probably in pretty good shape. Uh, they're posting operating margins here of 14 and 15 percent, returns on capital uh, 18 percent, and very little debt. They're 12 percent debt to capital. So um, they've, they've done a, a wonderful job here, and they've got an interesting history. I'll just read here. Value Line writes this up. Lincoln Electric began producing electric motors designed by its founder, John C. Lincoln, in 1895, and a decade and a half later, they introduced their first welding machine. So, like Abe's nephew. Or I don't know, like but that? you know, if you want to talk about first mover advantage, <laughs> I think they got a hundred-year head start on a lot of companies. Uh, and 49% of their sales are international, so they're not some old-line New England company battling down the hatches. They're out there uh, gaining market share, and judging by their margins and their returns on capital. They're pretty good at what they do, um, even though I have no idea other than what value lines written here. Welding and cutting products, uh, you know, if you have big industrial economies like India and China growing, a lot of stuff's made out of metal, and you got to weld it and cut it. And if they've got a serious market share, um, you know, they're, they're involved in this. Value line itself is showing earnings growth rates here expected over the next five years of 18 percent and um, shipbuilding infrastructure right. energy oil factories and gas, uh, bridges refineries. yeah you know so 
uh, even just the auto industry, I'm sure. Uh, you see some smart owners here. Royce owns 12% of the stock. They're very smart value investors. And, um, you know, they have officers and directors 3%. Um, value line rates this a 3, so they don't like it too much. But yet they go on to say demand for Lincoln's products remains robust, particularly on the international front which is where half their business is. That seems pretty good. Um, the company is performing particularly well in energy, mining, shipbuilding industries. Okay, that seems good. Order levels and segment-wide activity is healthy, and pricing has firmed. That all sounds good. Uh, <laughs> Latin America is one of Lincoln's fastest-growing regions. That sounds good, too. I don't see any bad stuff here. Uh, the only, you know, fly in the ointment is that their valuation, which is pretty good, it's nine times gross cash flow, 13 times free cash flow. Um, they got a little bit of a yield at 1.5%, trading at nearly a 30% discount to the market PE. And the only fly is that they kind of always trade at a pretty meaningful discount to the market PE. But as we've talked about here, we're just talking uh, about... returns that have been kind of flat over time? Well, they're just sort of steadily uh, growing the last five years. But again, that's why it seems like the market may be considering you know, a near-term downturn as a reason to price this thing at such a discount. But they don't traditionally get much of a multiple. But again, private equity uh, with a lot of patience, it's different than the last cycle when banks finance these buyouts because banks need to get paid right away. Uh, these guys can come in without any concern about when they might get paid um, although they do like to lever up big and pay a big dividend, and this company looks like it's you know ripe even to do that. There's no debt on the balance sheet. So Lincoln Electric, LECO, page 1354. That looks very interesting to me. Uh, another one, Mueller Water, MWA, page 1359. Value Line doesn't rate this. It's their first time in the survey, and the reason is it's a very recent spin-out from uh, Jay Walter's big construction company um, and this particular segment at Jay Walter was the segment that manufactures and sells I'm just reading what value line says here a variety of water infrastructure and flow control products for use in water distribution networks water wastewater treatment and gas distribution and piping again you know uh, global the theme here is infrastructure uh, you know, and and security, particularly in the U.S., where water is something that uh, not only is every major city's pipe system falling apart, but in addition to that, we need to uh, improve, you know, certainly fix all that, but then uptick the security levels for water as well. So water is a nice theme here, uh, I think, and they do, uh, they actually don't say what percent of their business here is water, but... Um, Maybe it's uh, Mueller, so 42% of sales. Yeah, a big piece of it. Yeah. Um, and the attraction here is simply twofold. One, no one knows about this. When we first called the company to have a conference call with management, they did not yet have an address. This is about six months ago. They now have an address. Um, and it's trading at uh, 14... In Atlanta. Is it in Atlanta? Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay, Atlanta. But uh, they were looking for some IR space in New York, so I think... They didn't have that anyway. Um, but, you know, the attraction is that there's very little information about this, and that usually means there's kind of free money around for being the first to, the, to, to know something. A buck eighty a share in gross cash flow, stock at 1450 That's pretty good valuation. 
CapEx here, 75 cents, so it's 14 times free cash flow. Um, but I might suggest that, you know, you get a spin out like this, um, and it was a small piece of Jay Walter. It wasn't like half the company. And so, you know, uh, it could have been a neglected division, and you typically have an opportunity to improve the cost structure, uh, get more efficient, figure stuff out, invent a new product. So I'd say you've got very little downside here in terms of the cash flow multiple, but you could get lucky with some breakout uh, you know, either contracts or products that the Jay Walter team didn't want to pursue, and these guys do want to pursue. Um, and I'd sort of buy it on know, that basis. I don't know anything about that industry, but with California getting ready to spend, what did Arnold announce? They're going to spend like $3 billion on infrastructure. It, just I mean, take a number. I didn't a see that. amount but. of money being poured into, into fixing this stuff, and, and they probably, I mean... I would assume that what they make is the kind of stuff that they just throw away the old ones and buy new ones. They have high market shares. We've actually ended up talking to management on this one. I don't own it, but looking at it. And they look like they're going to get their share of business. It's just a matter of the industry ramping up uh, nationwide and worldwide. And, uh, you know, I think it's worth owning for a little while to see if they have some surprises up their sleeve. I just suspect that they do. Uh, Okay. Moving along, Barnes Group, ticker B. So you can tell they've been around a while. Um, they don't just hand out those type of tickers, although that, see, they just gave away the M. They've been saving M for um, Microsoft. And they gave it to Macy's. They gave Macy's it to Macy's. It, right. That's right. That's right. So congratulations, uh, Macy's. Um, anyway, these, have, these guys have B. It's hard to beat them. Terms of uh, alpha, alphabetically, um, I, can't I don't. Who's you like this stock. who's A? Well, here's why I like it. I covered this years ago. Barnes Group B. All right, what do they do? It says here they have three businesses: Associated Spring, thirty-five percent of sales; Barnes Distribution. They make springs. They make a lot of industrial springs. Boy, that doesn't sound like uh, something that you could make cheaper in some foreign country. That's the point. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Mark that with a bookmark right there. What okay. Vern just said. Yeah, springs. Don't get it, right? Okay, let me talk. Let me keep going. Barnes Distribution, a leader in the area of industrial maintenance repair (MRO). Uh, you know they provide things right when your big expensive machine breaks and your production line is shut down, and you call them. They'll bring the the machine or the part that fixes it. And believe me, they're going to overcharge you so for that. Does, so does every distributor. Okay, Barnes Aerospace produces. Aircraft components and provides overhaul and repair services for commercial airlines, 24%. Now, that might be interesting. It's very interesting. Sir, let me tell you what Value Line won't tell you that you'll hear only here with the value guys um, is this. Is this. I'll tell you. Right. So, (laughs) this is only a secret if you've listened this far. (laughs) So, mom, listen in. Okay, here. All right. Uh, this Emma, this spring business, 35% of sales, it makes no money. It's worthless. It makes no money. It's got unions, but it's got Is history. it cash flow neutral? Uh, they don't tell you here. Yeah. It doesn't hurt the company, but it makes no money. It's big union. It's got a history with the you know, the family going way back. They're in Connecticut here somewhere, Bristol, so Connecticut. ignore it. Well, ignore it. Right. But they've, it's family-owned. Uh, 15% of the company, 
or 12% is owned by the Barnes family. Thomas Barnes is the president. There's two. There used to be two classes. This says there's, I think, only one class now. There may still be two. I'm not sure about that. But I think they use this associated spring to sort of mask some things. They just keep it there. So the stock stays cheap. They can buy it whenever they want. It just, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a hidden. The theme on this one, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> what a masterful hidden strategy gems. to keep the stock price keep low. Keep it low, right, and pay <laughs> themselves. Hidden gem. Here's that. The thesis on this one is a hidden gem. The spring business, 35% of sales. Go check the 10K. It makes no money. Okay, then. Barnes Distribution, 41% of sales. This thing has probably a, a 2% operating margin. And that's good in the distribution business, ladies and gentlemen. So it might be five or six. It's a low number, but, uh, you know, they probably make up a little bit for that in terms of turnover. And it's got a reasonable ROI, and it's certainly better than the spring business by An far. An ingenious way to keep overall profit margins low and keep the stock price low. Yes, <laughs> this is what I'm telling you. You're catching on now. And then finally, here's the secret gem at Barnes Group. This thing that's 25% of their business, this Barnes Aerospace, 24%. You know what? The margins there are about 25%. The asset base there is, I think, you know, one or something. The return on capital of this little aerospace business is huge. It's growing. Uh, you know, they have a giant market share in, I think, GE engines, which have gained share in the aerospace you industry. You think? They... <coughs> Our listeners might want to check on that. Uh, well, admittedly, this is for entertainment purposes that fact only. And all other facts contained here. Right, we have no idea what we're talking about. And Vern has a point. Certainly, check your facts here. I'm just reading from the value line, and so, um, and also going by memory from a long time ago. Not so, to be confused with making things up. Right, not making things up. Could be misremembering. But I think this aerospace business is worth a lot of money. This thing right now trades at, uh, you know, nine times cash flow and about, you know, 12 times free cash flow. I think that number could get cranked up at any time they want by just burning the spring business down, which they're not apt to do. But, um, you know, you have some... Uh, yeah, I think you have some opportunity here in a world of private equity for this thing to ultimately get taken out and split up and and uh and so uh, in that scenario it's sure. probably worth forty dollars a share so finally crane cr page 1383 um this one is uh Diversified manufacturer and distributor of products for construction, aerospace, defense, and other, and other industries, which could be a lot of different <laughs> things, obviously. They manufacture industrial pumps, valves, and other things. Uh, fluid control devices, vending machines, <laughs> fiberglass reinforced panels, aircraft brakes. I guess urinals would fall under fluid control I don't products. know if that's in here. I think that might be a different company. Anyway, oh, it's not. Seen it, the, seen I've that, seen that, but it doesn't, it doesn't say that here. Doesn't say that well, here. Well, I think they're being very careful to not say it. Why? Why? The the secret of their bathroom <laughs> fixture business. Don't reveal that, or we're out of your magazine. Well, no, I'm sorry. What could be that? Anyway, just a, that's it's not just important. One small product. All right, line. my theme on Crane is world leader benefits from world growth, and the segments that they provide. World you know, to leader. yeah, world leader in all these things. Oh, they are. They must be. How else are they earning any money? That'd be my point. Okay. They've got uh, 13% return on capital, a little bit of leverage, 16% ROE, which is decent. 
13% operating margin going back forever. They must just <laughs> decide what that's going to be in advance and put it up on the boards because it's been 13% for six <laughs> years in a row. It's pretty amazing uh, for the consistency award. And, uh, you know, balance sheet's pretty decent. And the valuation here attracts me. It's 10 times gross cash flow, about 11 times free cash flow. You get a teeny yield here, 1.5%. And it looks like they are you know growing and here's what value line says about it uh they are they've exceeded expectations prior to the i'll give you some of value lines negatives here because they don't like it it's rated for they exceeded their expectations versus prior year's performance okay <laughs> uh their aerospace and electronics business looks to have some wind at its back hmm okay why would you ever buy anything that didn't have its wind wind at its back i don't know um, they've just won a contract to what provide. What are you talking about? Hmm? Of course, you want to you want to buy things before they have wind at their back. Well, you want to buy them if they have wind at their back. That's what I think. It can be both. Yeah. Well, they're cyclical versus, uh, you know, sort of uh, uh, entrenched type of trends. The the demographic themes that we've talked about. But these guys appear to have a wind at their back in terms of business right now in the aerospace business. Um, they pro they project that uh, there's some new products coming out that are gaining share. Um, hmm. And uh, there is some legal action value line mentions. I don't know what that is. But, you know, looks like a pretty decent industrial company gaining share. I noticed on the insider decisions, some insider buys recently, which you don't often see here. Uh, Value Line's predicting 11% earnings growth the next few years. And it just struck me on a sort of, you know, the businesses they're in all seem to, you know, be growing internationally, construction certainly, uh, notwithstanding the slowdown in, in the U.S. that's apt to be short-lived in my opinion. Um, defense that's growing industry around the world is growing and they've got a little bit of uh, a creative growing, acquisition growing. going for them. okay we got the growing thing yeah so and it looks cheap uh anybody smart here own it yeah gabelli owns a little bit of this about eight percent officers and directors own six percent so crane cr trading at 15 times earnings val likes it and that's all i have this week everybody what do you uh, you want to do a recap? I, I, I think uh, yeah. I, no offense, but we had three really I had three really high quality ideas going here. RBC, IR, SWK. I like uh, I like SWK the best uh, because it's got uh, some negative news in it. Yet the stock uh, the stock looks like uh, it's uh, in a position to benefit from. Uh, from changing its stripes. Yeah. Now, when Vern says high quality, he means, you know, things you've heard of. And sometimes that's priced in, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I've got this Mueller water. No one's heard of it. That's just money on the table. Lincoln Electric. I bet all their customers uh, have. Uh, that Well, that doesn't matter to valuation, my friend. Uh, Lincoln Electric. This is probably my favorite one. And it's not just because of the name. Uh, it looks like they've really got something going here in terms of margin expansion returns on capital growing and it's a 30 percent discount lincoln lecl that's probably my favorite one this week so that's all we have i guess thanks for tuning in everybody we'll see you next week